0: hello and welcome to the digital rookie podcast my name is patrick quay in this week's episode i sit down with matt damon who works in digital communications at the afl's gold coast suns matt and i discuss some of the strategies his team have implemented in trying to grow the sun's fan base with gold coast being the newest team in the afl it's really interesting to hear about some of the ways their digital content team approach engaging new fans Matt also has a really interesting story about how he got his opportunities in the sports industry, and hopefully you can take something from the perseverance and hard work that Matt has put into getting to where he is today. If you find yourself with a question for Matt or myself, you can get in touch by connecting with us on LinkedIn. I've put both our profiles linked in the description below, so just head down there to connect. If you're a student listening to the podcast, then I suggest connecting with the guests I have, as it's a great way to start building your network. There are a couple of other ways you can connect with myself and the Digital Rookie. I post all of my promotional content on Instagram at Digital Rookie Hub. a lot of effort goes into the graphics and whatnot I put up there, so if you could go chuck that a follow, I'd really appreciate it. It's also a great way to keep up to date for when episodes are released. I also set up the new Twitter account for Digital Rookie Hub. So find me on there and uh, yeah, we can start a conversation about whatever you like. Uh, finally, I know I ask this every week, but if you are listening to the podcast and enjoying my content, I'd really appreciate it if you wrote a short review on the Apple podcast review section. It only takes a couple of minutes and it really helps me out for when it comes to sharing the podcast and uh, yeah, just a good, good way to get feedback. Um, so yeah, I'd really appreciate it if you uh, wrote me a little message down there otherwise hopefully you enjoy today's episode with matt and i'll catch you at the end cheers all right matt thanks so much for joining me on the digital rookie podcast this evening
1: pleasure patty thanks for having me
0: no stress at all um we'll get stuck right into it can you just give a bit of a background into your you know professional experience and and how you found yourself at the gold coast suns
1: yeah, so um, my role currently is digital communications with the Gold Coast Suns. My my sports journey is a bit of a bit of a long one. I'm originally from Tasmania. I'm not sure if that's a, a positive or anything. But I, <laughs> I, I claim it as a positive, but cop plenty of stick for it. Um, but yeah, I I'm from Tassie. My background was actually starting out in sports development. So I was a Junior development officer with AFL TAS, Uh, did that for a few years. It was basically just a stepping stone to work out what I wanted to do with my career. I always loved sport, always loved footy and cricket. and um, Yeah, I just sort of dipped the toe in the water with that. And then it was basically came to crunch time where it was um, my my jam at the time was like, you know, if you really want to progress in sport, you're probably at the point where you need to either... Go and study a, a qualification, or stick it out and just see where you get to. So I just thought I would make tracks to Melbourne. Um, so I moved to Melbourne when I was, I think I was about 21. Uh, went to VU, studied uh, sport development. Um, that was really, really broad. Just sort of opened up sports marketing, sports technology, sports management, sports law. Sort of touched on a lot of areas. And then after a year of doing that, actually deferred and went into a um, a part time role with a, believe it or not, with a fashion company, a watch company that's currently owned by Brandon Ellis, who plays at the Suns. Funnily enough, went from a part time into a full time role, and then uh, I was with those guys for almost three years, and then just got to a stage where I guess after that amount of time, you you really want to try and um, upskill and just hungry for a new challenge. So yeah, wanted to get back into sport and funnily enough, this position at the Suns popped up and it was just a good blend of everything I'd sort of been looking for. It was, you know, it was digital, it was back in sport, combined some skills that I I had that also some stuff I really wanted to learn. So went, went for that, got that role and moved my life to the Gold Coast and, i have been at the suns for, I think it's almost 17 months now. So time's flown and I've learned a huge amount from uh, the guys I work around, like the, the digital team that I'm in now, they're super talented and just, yeah, really walk, walked into the opportunity and open eyes and yeah, just, just learning a lot as we go.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, I love hearing about everyone's story into sport because they're always unique and different and something crazy happened and, and uh, it's awesome. Did you find it's interesting you started in fashion because that itself is a really competitive industry to get into. Have you found that you got some skills from that role at Brandon Ellis's watch club and how have they applied to the role of the sons?
1: Absolutely. It's very, the business was, was very um, sort of fast fashion grew super quick. So, I mean, it's not too dissimilar. A lot of the, a lot of the digital components are not too dissimilar to, growing a, um, a digital audience at a sporting club like there's a lot of similarities that sort of cross over but yeah like I've, I've just taken those skills that I've learned from that job brought them into the new job and probably just they gave the club sort of gave me the reins to don't be afraid to try new things like um, yeah you come from a, a non-traditional fashion fast fashion background but don't be afraid to sort of bring some of those skills in and just make the role your own, which is just a, like, it's a bit of a credit to, I guess, my manager and jam to give me that sort of backing, which is good.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Like, cause obviously with gold coast, they're quite a quite a new team relative to most other clubs, obviously other than GWS. And it's really important for a footy club to have a, a loyal fan base and build and develop that. It sounds like you've been quite innovative and from a fan's perspective, I know you guys do a lot of different stuff. That's quite unique. What media and marketing strategies do you guys incorporate in order to appeal to new fans and in order to build that, that loyal fan base?
1: Yeah, I think since being at the club, we've sort of gone through, I guess a little bit of a transition in terms of like how we want to be portrayed in the, sort of the public eye and to the rest of the AFL. I think it's like a big component of it is like being true to where we're from. So we're proud Gold Coast. Like that's that's a huge part of like what we do and pretty much everything we try and do in terms of content or messaging always comes back to, you know, GC and where we're from. So it just plays a massive part in the look and feel. And I guess that comes, that is a huge influence on the content we put out. Um, it's probably like, Applies to all clubs. Like it's not too dissimilar to say Western Bulldogs, who were like, you know, that twenty-seven or twenty-sixteen or whatever it was, and they mm. won the flag. They almost went back to being like, we are working class. We are Western suburbs. You know that that's the messaging they really put out for their members and fans. And I think they really dug that. So it's probably not too dissimilar to that. Like we're a we're a growing footy state, Queensland, and it's it's yeah, it's probably got some similarities to that, I guess.
0: Yeah, and how is on-field success and the lack of on-field success kind of impacted impacted your ability to appeal to to fan bases?
1: Yeah, so i I joined the Suns. I think it was like mid-season last year. So it was we we'd started with a few wins. So I sort of came in. (laughs) It's probably a bad moment. I came in and we (laughs) started losing. But yeah, I sort of came in mid-season. We had a few wins, and then it was a really, really rough end to last year. But I think, like, you can look at it from, like, yeah, we're losing, we don't have much content, or you can you can try and make opportunities out of that. Um, I think probably the biggest thing is consistency, like giving your members and fans something to always look forward to. So, you know, whether that's, like, a goal of the week or a goal of the round or something, and that can be, like, a partner piece of content, which we do it's lots of those little things, but I think above and beyond is like just being consistent with your content and just making sure you've always got something for your members and fans to latch onto.
0: Yeah. And if, if you manage to build a fan base without success, when the success inevitably comes, it can only grow from there and it, and it's worth it all the way. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: obviously, when you're trying to build a new fan base you there's a lot of targeting strategies that that go into it and you've got to identify the type of fan that you want you want to support the club what kind of demographics do you approach and your content to and and what kind of things drive drive the strategy behind that targeting
1: yeah it probably comes back to like the gold coast demographic i mean it's a very sort of Young, thriving population. It's um, it's pretty family family based. I definitely notice massive differences from moving from like Melbourne to Gold Coast. It's you probably don't have that. My dad, my grandfather, barrack for the sons. Like you just don't have that because it's just a generational thing. And we're only ten years in as a club, so you don't, you just don't have that. So definitely say it's a it's a younger demographic. Um, you got those families that you know will stick thick and thin. Um, so it's definitely a younger demographic. Um, so you, you've just got to be conscious, and we're pretty conscious of having a balance of content that goes out that's not too targeted at one one audience per se. So you've got to have a mixture of you know stuff that's targeted at kids, um, but also you've got your older crowd as well. So I think it's just it's probably like all clubs, just having a balance um, of content that you target to people.
0: Yeah. Right. And have you found some of the more creative, innovative stuff, be more successful with that, that younger crowd.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, our team, like our digital team or our whole club are fairly young and exuberant, but our digital team in particular, we're all fairly, fairly young. We're all, there's not really anyone (laughs) over the age of 30. I don't think in our team. So we're, I'd say we're fairly on the pulse with what's going on. Um, So a lot of the content we do come up with is probably going to be in what's stuff that we want to see as a sports consumer. Um, so that probably has a big advantage, but yeah, it's just, I think we're, we're always willing to try new stuff. Um, like recently we did a, um, we called it it like a footy frenzy where we encourage people to, um, commentate on a, on a piece of play from previous round. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, you, you're always you're always trying to find new things, and and clubs are obviously always trying to you know push the boundaries on yeah. new new things to engage the the audience.
0: Yeah. Do you guys do much like market research in terms of trying to identify the types of people that interact with your start with your like content online, and and who those who those types of people are, and incorporating them as a part of your content strategy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously you like your membership, you're going to get that data, like you're going to get your demographic data and all that sort of stuff mm. uh, purely just based on like when they sign up and all that, all that sort of stuff. But you also got your, your analytics, Google analytics, um, what pages they're engaging with, what content they're engaging with. Um, so yeah, it's a constant review. But I think it's really hard in AFL to to review because the season's like so rolling. Like it's as soon as round one starts, you're pretty much in the motion of round one's on, round two's on, round three, and it's just rolling, rolling, rolling. Like as soon as you finish your game and wrap up a game with all your post match content, you it's blink of an eye you you're rolling it you're ready for for next week so that's hmm. that's probably in seasons like it's almost impossible to review what you're doing like you can review your facebook posts and all that sort of stuff and instagram content because you're going to see your likes and comments but in terms of like huge market research in season it's it's almost impossible i think yeah but um in saying that we're about to come into off season so we'll be in that sort of Phase of what's worked, what didn't, what what can we try and change, um, and then also like you, you're about to come into sort of the summer of sport. It'll be a little bit different this year with with COVID sort of changing everything. But um, I think looking at other sports, NFL about to start, cricket will start. So it's just what are they doing um, that we might be able to try and take into the AFL space. Um, yeah, constant review. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So do you find during season you're quite limited in terms of what c- types of content you produce? Like obviously this season being a bit more crazy because the games have been so back to back, but in a regular season you're locked into, yeah, your Monday posts and, you know, you're, and then like two days later, you've got get like team announcements. Yeah. How do you feel about your ability to be creative with the content that you can, can get out there?
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty hard. Um, I would say almost like this year has been from a content perspective because we've had, we had the shutdown period where we had no football at all. Um, but we still, you know, we still had a, a job to play and giving content to our members and fans. Like just because the footy start stopped, sorry, um, your content's not just going to go on pause. Yeah. Uh, so we're probably almost forced to rejuvenate some of the stuff and come up with new ways really quickly on how to engage people. Um, so I'd almost say this year has been, we've probably been more creative, I guess as an industry like clubs are tr- willing to try stuff. Um, and that's just like, um, I think that's league wide with all areas of the business. Like you just for- you're just forcing yourself to try new stuff, but in a regular season, um, yeah, I guess you are pretty limited soon as the season's on, like it's just round around, like you're, you're basically waiting for the away game because um, you almost need to hit refresh and um, try and come up with new content or, you know, as soon as the home games are back to back, it's it's pretty hard to come up with new stuff. So yeah.
0: Yeah. What, what, um? do you have an example of some of the things that you guys did during the, during the break that, Was a bit different, or uh, that
1: you guys found innovative, successful? Yeah, I guess um, we tried we tried a host of things, but probably one of the like the ones that the members and fans wanted to see was like at home workouts, um, that sort of stuff. So it was cool to see some of the players doing iPhone driveway workouts with limited equipment. I think that was pretty cool. I think the players overall, and like around the league, were pretty good with their their time and and effort like they—they they obviously realise that um, they have to, you know, help us out in some way and give us some footage because we had pretty limited contact with everyone. And yeah, um, I think they were really, really good, giving up their time and sending in, yeah, just videos of anything. So like at-home workouts, just at-home interviews, that sort of stuff. It was probably just peeling back the layer of, um, you know, it's not just at the club training all the time. Like there's a bit of a realness to it. Like these, these guys are just human beings. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that was cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it was a great opportunity to provide a bit of an insight into the culture of the club and, and the individuals that play footy for the team that you enjoy watching. Um, How has that been driven by some of the new players? So Gold Coast had a big influx of, of people this year and obviously that impacts culture. Can you yeah give an insight into into the the culture of the club at the moment and how that's been changing?
1: Yeah, it's obviously a bit bit of a challenge. I've been away from the group pretty much all year since round yeah. one, um, so I'm working remotely from Melbourne. But um, you know, being there from last season into off season, like I was there pretty much all off season. Um, players are going to come and go, no matter what club you're at. But I think. Um, the group at the Suns like we're a fairly young team so you're going to have that everyone's sort of um, there's a lot of energy <laughs> around um, I've found that the players are pretty like they're you know really accessible really friendly sort of group um, so yeah I think bringing in draftees every year is going to bring more excitement and that sort of thing same same at every club um, but yeah they're a really good group um, and from what, what you've probably everyone's seen it's like from the outset, like everyone's sort of um, positive and hardworking and, yeah, it sort of starts at the top and works its way down.
0: Yeah. You mentioned draftees. So Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson were pick one and two this year. How do you lean on the hope that they provide from a marketing perspective and, and what role does their introduction play in terms of, like, yeah, showing the fans the culture of the club and, and get, providing them with hope for the future?
1: Yeah, I think you're always trying to provide members and fans like the inner sanctum sort of look at things. Yeah, especially this year, like members have sort of stuck with the clubs, um, which is awesome. Um, So you're always looking for ways to sort of pay that back. Um, Yeah, we did some, we've done some competitions with fans and members where they can win like a, you know, inner sanctum experience, obviously harder this year because COVID and restrictions, like you just don't, you can't do any of that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's more also like, what content can you do on your phones and laptops and live streams and all that sort of thing. Example yesterday, like we did, um, we had our queue clash with lines. Um, so we had a, um, there was a trivia sort of things with, uh, I think it was Cam Rainer and Jack Bowes did like a live stream sort of sons, v um, lines. Trivia. Okay. Yeah. So I think our, our social, guru came up with that which is really cool um yeah. so yeah just, just trying to find new ways of doing things i guess
0: yeah cool well matt thanks so much for joining me this evening and um yeah really appreciate insight into the suns and your the stuff that you're doing is really awesome so um yeah i appreciate it heaps
1: pleasure mate thanks for having me
0: Thank you for listening to the Digital Rookie Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed my chat with Matt. Like I mentioned earlier, if you have any questions, feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn. Similarly, I'd love it if you followed me on Instagram at digitalrookiehub to stay up to date. If you enjoyed the content today and have been listening to the episodes I've been putting out, then I'd really appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. Like I mentioned at the start of the show, it really helps me in a variety of ways for sharing the podcast. Otherwise, that's it for me for this week. There are some great guests lined up for the upcoming episodes, so make sure you're subscribed and don't miss out. Stay safe, everyone,
1: and uh, catch you on the next episode. Cheers.